Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Bears Beat. This show airs every Fridays at 1 p.m. This is your home for everything Golden Bear Athletics related right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR 1670 AM. My name is Joshua Toot. Normally, I'm with my other co-host, Jack Hine, but our e-board is currently off right now touring another radio station to try to get us connections. But last week, we talked about uh, that football would be indeed wrapping up with a big win over Slippery Rock. We'll be talking about that. But we also talked about this would be a big episode as well as this would be the Bears Beat Football Wrap-Up Show. And normally we try to get guests on here, but it's been probably since last semester, I would say about week 10 in, when we had uh, Colin Wick Romantara, uh, a big wrestler on the wrestling team. He was the last one we have. But once again, we bring on another guest on the Bears Beat this man right here, he wears the number nine. He's a graduate student. It's the one, the only, Mr. Amani Justice. Amani, what is going on? How you doing today, man? Oh, this is this is going to be fun here. Normally, sure. it, it, it's, a li- it's a little bit of a struggle sometimes with a co-host. But, you know, today it's a little bit more of a, I would say, friendly atmosphere and a more conversation approach. Whereas, you know, drilling you with questions. But, yeah, this is going to be fun. Tell me, what are you thinking right now? Look at looking at looking at what we do. I mean, you know, playing football. You know, for the past five years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, five years here at Kutztown. Five years. You know, you always saw the football field, everything like that. But now you get to look at what my world looks like. Tell me what you're thinking. I mean, it's cool. I wish I could do this. I mean, you still can. We still have a semester left. You can join. I love to join y'all, man. Oh, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but Amani, it's great to have you on. Uh, the first time I actually interviewed you was after that uh, Westchester um, game. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was a very um, heartwarming interview. I, I completely enjoyed that, and I knew that, you know, this would be a great opportunity, you know, to get you here on the Bears beat, um, you know, talk about the football season, but not only just this season, but also last year, too. This was, um, you know, I, I came in last year as a freshman um you know, I started broadcasting games on KUR. Um, you know, I started really following the football team then, and, you know, I, I really didn't know much. You know, the first game I went to was that game against Assumption at home um, last year. You know, it was, you know, and just the atmosphere I felt here at KU was, was quite impressive. Um, you know, from a football player's perspective, you know, can you talk about what it was like playing in front of the home crowd, you know, every Saturday afternoon, you know, even in the evening sometimes? Yeah, uh, I love playing at Andre Reed Stadium. I mean, it's a blessing being here, the environment, the school. Like, you can tell they really love the football team. They love sports. I mean, like, a lot of times away games will go to a place like Lock Haven, Bloom, and the stadium won't be filled. So, like, playing at home, then going to going to certain away games, it's, like, a big difference. So, like, that's why I always love playing at home because it's, like, guaranteed packed stadium, whether we're playing Shepard playing Lock Haven, no matter who the opponent is, the KU fans are going to come out. So that's what I love about this place. Yeah, um, you know, I, I really loved how you mentioned that. You know, even with some away schools, you know, I <coughs> I, I, I always loved traveling, you know, with, the, with you know, to all the away games. They were so fun, um, you know, just seeing the team in a different environment, um, just progressing over this year. Um, you know, this was actually the first year I started traveling for football. So, you know, just the atmosphere in, in different environments, you know, I think you said it the best, you know, it, the Kutztown is, is definitely the best place for Division Two football. I'll say that hands down absolutely every day of the week. But, you know, and it really just, this year it was just um, almost in a sense heartbreaking because, you know, I 
I knew that, you know, for some for some guys like, you know, Monty here himself, um, you know, and a couple other big names, that this would be the last time that, you know, I'll be probably calling their name, um, you know, and now, now we move on to the next class. But, you know, Amani, this was a year that, you know, was, was quite impressive for you personally. But before we even do that, I want to look, take a look back at, at last year. You know, defense was just very stout last year as well. And, you know, it really came down to people like Sean Turber, Ortiz, Togba Jellaport, the second, the uh, second, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, um, you know, just talk to me about, you know, what that atmosphere was like playing with guys like them and, you know, unfortunately graduating <coughs> at the end of last year. Oh, uh, well, first of all, those guys, like, that's actually my original class, class of 2017. We all came in together. A lot of guys uh, like Chris Thomas, Nick Palmer, they played as uh, true freshmen. So they didn't get the opportunity to come back for this uh this fifth sixth year whatever you want to call it, uh, but thanks to COVID we had to, we got the opportunity to run it back last year and we accomplished a lot like a lot of the things we talked about on scout team back in 2017 when we were going against guys like Craig Reynolds, uh, Abdul Hassan Neblik, guy, Colin Degabo, guys like that. We were on scout team against those guys, like just giving them a good look. They were giving us a competition that we needed, and that built us into the uh, great players we are today. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, even I forgot to mention Craig Craig Reynolds. You know, he was you know now playing for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, um, you know, he he was he was quite impressive. You know, I look back <laughs> on previous years and some of the film that you know he you know that he played in, and he was just you know quite impressive. And you know, even um, Coach Clemens he even said that you know Craig Reynolds was in you know the rotation that we run here today. You know, with the th- uh, three man running back show. You know, but Craig Reynolds just had a, an extra edge that I don't think, you know, a lot of other people had, you know, in the PSAC or let alone Division Two football. But Imani, just a, a we got to take a quick break here to read this KUR notebook. Attention KU community. Want to join a campus club that has a focus on activism, racial justice, gender equity, self-empowerment, and anti-violence? If so, come join FMLA. FMLA meets every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at room 104 in the Boxwood House. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. If you're just tuning in, welcome to the Bears Beat. The show airs every Fridays at 1 p.m. My name is Joshua Toop. Missing today is Jack Kime. Sitting to my left is uh, linebacker Imani Justice. Imani, great to be here with you. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we were just talking about last year, you know, and, I mean, we mentioned, you know, some great, you know, players that pass through time here at KU. But also, too, I want to talk about, you know, the impact that Mike St. Germain made on the defense, you know, over your years here at KU. Unfortunately, last year was his last year moving to coach at a different school, Lafayette. Now he's coaching Division One football. You know, talk about the impact that Mike made on, on the defensive program here at KU. Well, yes, uh, Coach St. He's a great coach, first of all. He also was a All-American offensive tackle over at Lafayette, which is his alma mater. So that was a, a good thing for him. I'm pretty sure he's happy to go coach at his uh, original school where he graduated from. But he's just a great guy. He uh, actually played football, so he un- understands the game in the sense that we all on the field see it. A lot of times, like coaches that haven't really played at this level, they'll try to like kind of make it more complicated than it seems, I would say. That's why I hear from a lot of my friends at other schools that got coaches that never played football before or haven't played in a while. But uh, he had a good job. I want I don't want to say dumbing it down, but making it simple. And that's why our defense was so great last year. Like we were all, we were all on the same page. It wasn't any confusion, and we just was able to just ball out, or be ourselves. We weren't confined to a box. We could just be free, and that's how we made plays and have fun out there. 
Yeah, you know, Mike, I, I never even really thought about that. You know, I forgot to even mention, you know, the great accolades that Mike racked up um, at Lafayette, you know, now at his alma mater, um, you know, and and really just I, I, I think, you know, hearing your perspective from it, almost, you know, making it simple, you know, I you know, you guys were outstanding last year, you know, there, there were a couple big situations in numerous games. I, I can't even narrow it down to just one, I would say. Actually, I can. The PSAC championship. The every every single play that the defense made, almost had almost had the fans almost biting their nails because they just didn't know what was going to happen next. But the defense, every time they needed a big play, they made it. And you know, it it was honestly, it seemed like defense was the, really the big reason why we won that PSAC championship last year. And you know, Coach Clemens. We all know that iconic picture of him holding up the trophy, you know, the biggest smile on his face, everybody swarming him, you know. And, and you know, that that leads me to my next question, you know, that, that great run last year, you know, did, you know, throughout the th- – thinking – let me try to word this better. Thinking at the beginning of the season, um, you know, you guys want to guess assumption. You guys traveled out to IUP. You didn't have Eric Nickel. You put in the backup, which is now the starting quarterback, Donnie Blaine. Um, you know, would you say there was a, a big um, adjustment there with um, quarterbacks and how your how defense had to perform um, for that week, would you say? Honestly, no, because uh, Donnie, I know uh, Eric Nickel was a starter, great player for us last year, but Donnie, like, he was kind of like 1B. Like him in practice, a lot of times Donnie would go with the ones, they would put Nickel with the twos and then reverse the Nickel with the ones, Donnie with the twos, and Donnie would give our defense fits. Of course, uh, Nickel being the bigger quarterback, great at running the ball, big arm. But Donnie used to give our defense fits as well. And we always knew, like, if Nickel was to go down, we had a lot of trust in Donnie. And we've seen that this year. I mean, he had a great uh, season. and He was all PSAC second team, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, our defense it was the same game plan. Uh, play how we always do. Play with, like uh, Coach says, hair on fire, running into the ball, having fun, and just don't think about the offense, basically. Just think about the defense. Don't look at the scoreboard and play our game. Yeah, I mean, you know, he you, you, you worded it perfectly. You know, always just play your game, you know, and that's I think that's the thing that, you know, all of the coaches here stress, you know. Um, we we had a sideline reporter this year for our football broadcast, um, Mitchell Smedley, and he always just he always talked to us when we were off air and he the main goal, he always said, you know, week in, week out, was just play your position and we'll be just fine. Um, you know, and and as that 11-man unit out there on defense, you know, it was it really just seemed like every week, you know, everybody played their position. But in a sense, the everybody playing their position worked very well hand-in-hand hand together, and that's the reason, you know, why you guys were so dominant. But, you know, moving forward to this year now, uh, fast-forwarding, um, I even talked to you in um, my post-game interview with you um after that Westchester game, you know, I, I didn't really know if that would be the last time I, you know, last year in 2021, that would be the last time we see you playing for Kutztown, you know, but coming back for your grad year, you know, obviously you had that one year left of eligibility. It was, it was the last ride, basically, you know, talk to me about, you know, I, I know you answered this for me already, but, um, you know, t- talk to me about what, the you know what you what you were thinking coming into the grad year this was it the you know this was the final chapter you know what were you thinking well i'm the i would call myself the ultimate competitor and i'm also my biggest critic so like looking back last year i had 100 whatever tackles but like just watching my film i seen a lot of things i felt like i could uh, improve on 
and that was one of the big reasons of me coming back. And then as well as uh, since Clements has been here, since I came in uh, with the postseason, we always got a little further and a little further. And I don't want to say it, but that's kind of like a drug. Like, it just got addicting. So 2018, my redshirt freshman year, we made the playoffs for the first time, and I don't know how long. Lost to Hillsdale round one here at Kutztown. Next year, 2019, we made the playoffs again. We lost it. Uh, we played Tiffin and won, got to the second round, lost to Notre Dame. COVID came, had to prolong that. And then last year, first round by, beat New Haven, got to the third round, uh, basically the lead eight. And we was like one game away, a Hail Mary away, actually, from winning the region. So that just all took into account, like, hey, we get further and further every year. Why not run it back for my final year and try to get to a national championship? So it was championship or bust this year. And obviously we fell short, which was disappointing, but that was a big reason for me coming back. Finishing the year, looking at, at the stats here, you know, no one even really came close to you. I would say maybe Tyler Ware came close, but finishing the year with uh, 70 tackles, 36 solo, 44 on, 34 on the assist, excuse me, you know, an, an outstanding year. Tyler Ware well, came a little close with uh, 56 and then uh, Cam with 50. You know, and and really, you know, just every every week, you know, there there was always a big game. You know, the big the big message was don't worry about next week, focus on this week. You know, there but in in a sense, you know, there were a couple of games scheduled. I in my personal opinion, for me, you know, on the calendar, and one of them was Shepherd, one of them was Westchester. You know, every PSAC game, except I would say for Lockhaven, um, for for re- for personal reasons, because you know. The, these were games that were must win and you know going into every week you know you know like how would you even prepare for a a big game like that every single week well yeah like you said i mean like every game was a big week so coach clemens is big on going one and no every week so uh whoever we played week three the week before shepherd we was big on winning that game don't worry about shepherd next week let's focus on the game at hand this saturday at 12 o'clock at andre stadium so that, I believe that helped a lot for us. I mean, a lot of guys, they'll look ahead like, hey, like that Westchester game, a lot of guys were thinking ahead like, hey, we got to beat Slip to get into the playoffs or whatever. And then, of course, we lost to Westchester, so a lot of guys were probably thinking ahead to the next week. But like I said, Clem was is really big on going 1-0. and So that's what helped us, just going 1-0, and beating this team next week. Then we can focus on this opponent right here. Yeah, and and you know I I really agree with that statement. You know, going one and zero. You know, and you know just that's the that's the main goal. You know, even for me when I was in sports, you know, going one and zero. You know, don't worry about this week. Focus. Don't worry about next week. Excuse me. Focus on this week. Um, actually, um, I I do have kind of just a, a list of questions in my head, but actually, uh, my mother. Um, you know, every away game. You know, when I travel. Um, you know, she always goes with me. Um, you know, first off, she wants to say, you know, hats off to an amazing graduate uh, year. You know, but she also has a question, if you don't mind answering. Uh, what is your favorite memory of football career here at KU? Here at KU? As much as I want to say winning the PSAC championship last year, it's a lot, honestly. I think I, just you bringing back that back up just sparked the memory in my head, so I think I'm going to go with winning that PSAC championship because, like I said, every year we got closer and closer, not just with the playoffs but with the PSAC championship as well. I mean, 2018, we lost to Westchester, which would have determined us coming out of the East. 2019, we made it, lost the slip. So getting that revenge in 2021, like I said, COVID prolonged it in 2022, so we had to wait. But getting that revenge in 2021, it was bittersweet. 
Yeah, and and you know that that really was a bittersweet game. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that PSAC championship game in the final seconds. You know, it was it was quite electric. I'll tell you that. Um, but Amani, it's it's been great. But we're gonna have to take a a small break here. Uh, but when we come back, we're gonna wrap up our interview with Amani Justice because we need to get over to that field hockey game. Because I even want to watch it myself. Uh, this is the Bears beat right here on the radio voice of Goodstown University. KUR, stay with us. This is the Bears beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR 1670 AM. My name's Jasper Toop. Missing today is Jack Kime. And sitting to my left is Mr. Amani Justice. Amani, it's been great so far. We're only 20 minutes in, and I just told you over the over the break that I had a list of questions that I actually wrote up in my head, sort of, but I didn't even ask a single one. But, you know, that's, that's the great thing about this. It's great to have um, an interview guest, you know, I, I, I never in a million years thought I would be actually talking to talking to you right now, um, you know, but it's it's a, it's great, um, you know, and before the break, we talked about, you know, what your favorite memory was. And, you know, that PSAC championship was was pretty awesome. But, you know, I, I want to talk about some of the new additions um, that came into, you know, the program this year. And really, I, I want to focus on one name, and, and that's Tom Pellegrino, you know, transferring out of Bloomsburg, um, you know. He was he was a dominant force, I'll tell you, on that line, um, and especially during that Bloomsburg game against his final home team. Can you talk about you know his addition to the Kutztown defense, you know, throughout the year, what it was like, including him in? Yeah, Tom was great for us. I mean, me being a linebacker, D line, they my best friends. There, our relationship is similar to O line and running backs. Like they open the holes up for running backs. The D line occupies the O lineman, so they don't get to me. So I'm free to make as many tackles as possible. So, getting Tom Pellegrino back, and not just him, but uh, Earl Vaughn as well, getting him back for this season, they were great for us. I mean, we lost Ryan Myers, who was probably one of the best defensive tackles in the country last year. I mean, he was a beast. He was a force last year, but losing him, we knew that was going to hurt. But bringing those two in, that helped a lot, gave us more depth, a better rotation. So, yeah, Tom was great. He was great. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Ryan Myers. I I even forgot that name. I I feel honestly a little bad because you know he was he was, he really was a dominant was force. Amazing. He was he was, I'll I'll tell you this. He was he was pretty dominant. I'll he was you know he, if you didn't know his name before the game, you'll I'll tell you you'll definitely remember it when you're walking out of that stadium. Um, but you know. Look, t- turning to a, a recent headline here, you know, I'm looking at this, you know, 15 players named to the 2022 All-PSAC East football team. And, you know, we'll run down them here. You know, Daryl, Devin, Parker, Albert, uh, Jerry, Kyle, um, yourself, CJ, Donnie, Jordan, Ryan, Tom, Tyler, Anton, and, um, you know, the replacement, obviously, of Dean Krasick, Nathan, Millard, um, you know. A school record, um, you know, how does it feel to go out of Kutztown now holding a school record to your name? You know, mm-hmm. you know, as 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 um as you know, being a part of this 15 crew, not um honored to the PSAC football team East. I mean, it just shows how talented this past 2022 team actually was. I mean, like I said, we fell short. We didn't make the playoffs this year. But looking back. Anybody who sees like, oh, the 2022 team had the most all-conference picks, they're going to look back and see like, oh, they were very talented. What happened? It was just a lot of young guys, you know, but it was great. A lot of talent. A lot of those guys are also coming back. So I'm looking forward to seeing Kutztown next year, see how successful they are. 
yeah you know and, and i mean obviously you know i'm i'm really gonna miss you know the the seniors that are leaving this year you know they it's 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 very um you know it's 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 tough even for me you know i can't even imagine what it's like for you guys you know obviously this that 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 was it you know um but you, you know i, I want to break down this uh slippery rock game um you know because i I'll, I'll never forget something that um coach eric fargo said to you um coming off the field after that westchester game i just overheard it and it's and it stuck to me like even two weeks later um he said don't worry monty i'm not gonna let you walk off the field like that ever again next week do you remember that yeah yeah oh that was that was that was very touching i'll tell you that um can you talk about you know the the impact not only eric fargo made on you with only being in his first year but also on the entire defense well, Coach Fargo, me and Coach Fargo go way back. I actually knew Coach Fargo since, like, 2015. He was recruiting me back because he was at Kutztown uh, my first two years. So he was recruiting me out of high school. He was recruiting the South Jersey area. So when I was back at uh, Salem High, he started recruiting me, I think, my junior year of high school. And I had some other guys getting uh, Division One looks on the team. So I was kind of prologuing it, prolonging, like, yeah, I don't really want to go D2. I got, like, my guys are going D1. So then uh, senior year came, he checked back up, like, hey, you still haven't committed anywhere. And people commit around January, February. It was, like, end of May. Like, it was, I was, like, two weeks out from graduating high school, and I'm like, I don't really have a plan. So Fargo gave me a call, like, what you want to do? Like, which, uh, have you found a home? And I was like, nah. I told him, thought about it. A couple of days later, I called him, like, hey, I want to come to Kutztown. It was probably the best decision I ever made. It, it, you know, Eric Fargo, I, I didn't even realize he was back here at 2015 because I only came in 2021 mm-hmm. in that fall. But, you know, the the ties that, you know, you, you make and I, I mean, you know, committing in May, that's that's definitely very late. You, yeah. you maybe you maybe see that during base for some baseball players, but not even really for that. I would say they commit themselves maybe in January, February. But, you know, with that late commitment, you know. Can you just talk to me about, you know, the process coming in, you know, what it was like, you know, day one coming into the locker room, you know, meeting everybody, you know, seeing a lot of new faces, what it was like for you personally? I mean, it was different. I mean, going to uh, Salem High School, New Jersey, a public school, and I was with basically all the guys I knew since elementary school, uh, middle school, honestly. I mean, we don't have the luxury like Philadelphia. It's like hundreds of schools people can choose from. They go to one middle school, then a different high school, but... Back home, where I'm from, everybody goes to the same elementary, the same middle school, the same high school. So, like, majority of my life, I knew everybody. And going from that to coming to KU and not knowing anybody, and like I said, I was a late commit. So, all the commits that committed January, February, they had their group chats. They were getting to know each other. I came in, I didn't really know anybody except my roommate who didn't uh, finish here. But I knew him. I started talking to him in, like, June. We were texting a little bit. But other than that, I didn't really know anybody. But getting to know people, coming out of my shell... Becoming the person I am, like a lot of the people I met here at KU, they like they're my brothers. Like I felt like I knew them since I was born, honestly. So it was a great experience. I uh, don't regret anything about coming here, and I love the people I met. Yeah, you know, it, it, this really, I, I'll even say personally, you know, I, I even, I was, um, I would say I was a late commit as well. You know, even, even saying that I was going to come to KU um, as a freshman, I only, I, I only really said i was coming here in april and i only declared my major in in may so 
you know the you know this this place you know like i like you said you know it's the greatest decision you ever made i'll say this is the greatest decision i ever made you know if i didn't come here i wouldn't have these opportunities you know and uh, obviously you know this this is really i would say hands down the best state school out there but you know looking at this um slippery rock game you know it, th- this really was a, a big win i would say for the team you know you know, 23-21, you know, you're going up against number nine, Slippery Rock. You're going into their house. You know, this this really is the the final. This is this is it. Um, this is really to prove why you're better than Slippery Rock, you know, hands down for the past two years. You know, you, you beat them back to back. You know, even knowing that they're number nine, did that have a little intimidation on the team, would you say? Not really because, like I said, back in 2021, they had a lot of hype just like that. And like even our coaches were like praising like, hey, we got to be on our A-game this week. This is a great team. They throw the ball so well, this, that, the third. And then we came out 2021 and kind of dominated them the entire game. So that was kind of our mindset this uh, this week. Well, last week going into that game, like, hey, they probably they want to get revenge just how we wanted to get revenge. So they were probably holding that over their head. So we had to be on our A game as well. And we were and we took advantage of that. Yeah, you know, I, I want to talk about first the, the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, Braden Long, he, he had, a I would say, a mediocre day, 24 for 42, 227 yards and a touchdown. That's 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 pretty good. But uh, the biggest number for me that I like the most is sack with five, five team sacks. Um, finding the quarterback very quickly. Can you talk about you know, what, you know, what you saw on film on him and re- how that really um, helped um, you know start the game plan for going up against you know Slippery Rock's passing game. Uh, well, we've seen uh, compared to last year, they ran the ball a little more than they did last year. Last year, they had a couple great receivers, but this year they start running the ball more. And we've seen that their O-line, so uh, they relied on the O-line. That was probably the strong suit of their team, so we try to exploit that as much as possible. I mean, when you see a team with a strong suit and you can exploit their strong suit instead of going at their weaknesses, that just gives you way more confidence. So we've seen their O-line and, like, some weaknesses we could pick apart. They didn't really do too well with movement. So we just used our quickness, our athleticism on the D-line to do a lot of stunts, and they couldn't uh, adjust to that, and that's what happened. You know, and and really just looking all around, um, you know the the um, stats here for this game. You know, there there wasn't really there were a couple you know big names. You know, through Tyler Rary with nine, Cam with eight, you know, Gabe with six. But you know, really just looking at the tackles, you know, everybody contributed. You know, it was it wasn't just a one man show. There was an eleven man show. Um, you know, just as a as a team, um, you know, what was you know. How is it working on the same page week in and week out, you know, every single week, would you say? Mm, I mean, just playing as a team. We all, like, we practice together. We're, like I said, we're a brotherhood. So we go out, eat together, things like that. So it's no star player on the team. We have, like, some great players, some all-conference guys. But I wouldn't say we have one star player where it's like, oh, we rely on him. Oh, we rely on him. So, like. Everybody contributes. One person might have a big game this week, then the next. Like like you said, Tyler had nine tackles last week. He led us. He's a great player. The week before, I believe if it was me that led us in tackles. The week before, maybe somebody like Cam Wolf, Kyle Sapp. So, like, we just all take turns. Nobody gets too big-headed. And, like like I said, not having a star player, that, like, humbles everybody. So, <coughs> we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and I, I really, you know, 
I, I, I like that statement a lot, you know, just level, you know, level-headed, you know, no star player, you know, it, it really is an 11-man show out there, but, you know, I, I want to turn our focus here, you know, and maybe give some credit where it's due here, because I, I've actually never done this, uh, broken down a football game with actually a football player, you know, right here, you know, and I mean, looking at Donnie Blaine's line, you know, he was he was quite impressive. 14 for 30 for a total of 256 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and the longest was 61 yards. Um, you know, that it, it was quite impressive, and and you know he he connected. You know, I I told Donnie and Jerome this: 8, eight plus 85 equals uh equals uh six. You know, and yeah, you know the the. They're, they were quite impressive this year. Can you talk about you know how what you know how Donnie Blaine really helped propel the defense during this game? Yeah, Donnie's a great uh, Donnie's a great uh, game manager. He does a great job taking care of the football. As you see, he doesn't have too many interceptions compared to other quarterbacks around the league that may have double digit ten plus interceptions. He has a, does a great job taking care of the football. He does what he asks, and then we still lean on the run, so that helps take some pressure off him a lot. But, yeah, Donnie's going to be great. I believe he has two more years here. I'm expecting to see him as an all-conference, all-region guy real soon. Yeah, you know, and, and really the, there are some big expectations for him um, coming up, you know, and I'm I'm very excited to see, you know, him develop even more as, as like you said, that all-conference uh, quarterback coming in. But, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this game and, you know, it it was it was a game that you know I I really wish I would have went to because you know it was it was a fast start you know it was an extremely fast start um you know ten first quarter points for Kutztown giving up nothing to Slippery Rock giving up that touchdown you know in the second giving up two in the fourth you know shutting down in the third you know what you know is is that the game plan really going in every week um you know getting off to that fast start or would you say you just feel it out in the very beginning. You definitely want to get off to a fast start, but that doesn't always happen for us. So, like, <coughs> football's all about momentum. So, we come out on fire with that momentum. That's kind of like what happened versus Shepard. We got on them real quick. Uh, sadly, we couldn't finish that way. But, yeah, we like to try to come out and start fast and then get on top of teams. And then that's when we overpower them with our running game, our dominating defense, because it's hard. If, you're, if you fall into a hole against a team with a great defense, it's like – what are you going to do? They have a great defense. They ain't like you can just pick them apart. So well, that's what we try to do, get ahead of guys and let our defense do their thing, let our run game do what they do. Would you say, too, going into um, a place like Slippery Rock, you know, I, I, I even, you know, want to want to mention, you know, that Slippery Rock isn't isn't a very close place. It's 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 on the other side of the state. You know, you're, you're traveling, you know, at least four or five hours um, you know, you're, you're obviously staying overnight, but, you know, traveling on the road, does that have a bigger impact, you know, on the game plan, you know, would you say? Not necessarily the game plan. I think how some guys uh, prepare. A lot of guys don't like those because, like, the further games, like a lot of the West teams will be an overnight travel for us, so we'll leave Friday, and a lot of guys don't like that, but I actually like that because it gives me a whole 24 extra hours, basically, to mentally prepare, get my, uh, my mind right. So we're on the bus, I'm watching film, listening to music, it's no distractions. So like compared to a home game, you're back at home, you're in Kutztown, it's a Friday night, it's a lot of distractions, you know, like I'm pretty sure guys don't go out, but just having like 
Somebody may have their girlfriend on campus, some friends that might want to watch a Friday night basketball game, football game, things like that. So that's why I like the away games, the road travel games, because I'm away from all those distractions. I'm just on the bus in my own little box, getting my head right, sleeping in the hotel, getting food, things like that. So it helps me mentally prepare better. Would you say also as well, um, I even forgot to mention this, you know, always, you know, the, we, I, I talk about, you know, these big players, but when these big players leave, you know, we, you, you need the freshmen to step up as well. You know, I, I'm going to assume that, you, you know, the, the team mentors, you know, a lot of freshmen here, you know, what is your personal message that you would say that you always try to harp on to all the freshmen here on the football team? A uh, big message, like I told you in our interview after the Westchester <coughs> game, uh, nobody cares. Work harder. You may be going through something. You may not be getting the playing time you uh, you expected, but you can sit there, cry about it, mope about it to everybody back home asking you, like, hey, why are you not playing? Because I went through the same thing. Like, my best friend was over at Wisconsin, and he started as a true freshman at running back, Jonathan Taylor. So everybody back home was like, oh, Jonathan is going crazy for uh, the city representing. They asking me, like, hey, what's up with uh, Kutztown? And I registered in my freshman year, so, like, I ain't play. So uh, I just put my head down, work hard. I felt like a lot of people was writing me up. So that's when my message to the freshmen. Like, uh, nobody cares. Just put your head down. Just keep working. Keep going harder and harder. Don't ask for no sympathies from anybody. Just keep working harder. Your time's going to come. You, you know, and and really that that that's an amazing message, and I, and I like on Twitter too that you know they they do um the scout team player of the mm-hmm. players of the week, you know that 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 gives some highlight, you know that gives an incentive to work a little bit harder, um you know and you know the it, it it's it's a big roster on the football team. I'll tell you that you know the only twenty two guys can play, you know at least you know on the field at a time you know there's a lot of rotations on you're you're putting a lot of guys in you're taking a lot of guys out you know it's it's a very quick rotation you know so so there are a lot of opportunities so you know i i i like that you know always always work hard you know you're you know even in high school sports they stress that you know your your time's going to come you know but you know when 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 your number's called you got to be ready you know that's it just gets as simple as that but you know um and you know, Amani, this is this is uh, the last minute here. You know, I I appreciate you coming on. You know, even when I emailed you, I I didn't even you know really ex- know what to expect. I'm like, you know, he might say no, he might say yes. It's it's a gamble here. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, I appreciate you coming on. You know, it was great. One final message to our listeners. You know, what wh- what is it? Like I said, nobody cares. Work harder, and also uh. We ain't make the playoffs this year, but don't rate KU off just yet. We'll be back next year. They're going to be bigger, faster, stronger. They got a lot of guys returning. It's going to be an even better year, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't even wait for next year. But it, you know, it's going to be without names like you. Um, you know, and it's 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 almost in a sense sad, but you know, it's it's also heartwarming too. But you know, Amani, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to Thank say you. the least. Oh. Well, it's been amazing. Feel free to come back anytime. Feel free definitely. to join KUR. I'm going to send you the information. And definitely reach out to us again. You keep it here. You keep it real. This is the Bears Beat, where we talk about everything Golden Bear Athletics related right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR. During that break, we send a very final farewell, possibly, to Omani Justice. We want to thank him again for coming on here to the Bears Beat. And... We might have a new member of KUR. He did express some interest in possibly joining, so uh, we'll make sure to look out for that. But uh, 
in other news this week, a lot going on, um, you know, in basketball, in field hockey, and soccer. And we got about maybe about a solid 18 minutes to cover, not even about 17 at this moment in time. But with, without further ado, let's dive right in here. And, uh, you know, Kutztown men's basketball, you know, they start their home season off, you know, off to a, a very rough start here, you know, against uh, – Jefferson here, you know, a final score of 91-88, and this was a game that I was actually able to see the very first half of the game, you know, but it, it, it was it was very, very impressive to see, you know, just a, a lot of key freshmen step up big time, um, you know, I, I saw, you know, Brendan Boyle for the very first time, I saw, you know, um, Cameron Roberts, Chase Whippin, Will Meeker, you know, Ryan Glassmacker, you know, Jordan Harding, I saw all these guys play, you know, and you know, it left me with a lot of hope, I would say, um, you know, and, you know, let's just break it down quick. You know, Wesley Butler with 31 points, you know, he was he was quite outstanding, you know, going from the field 11 for 18, you know, from the free throw 8 for 11, you know, and from the three-point line 1 for 1, you know, averaging with ending the day with six rebounds, one block, and two steals. So, you know, he was quite impressive uh, to say the least. We also had Brendan Boyle with 17 points, you know, he was quite impressive himself. Um, you know, and, and this was a game that, you know, brought a lot of hope, um, I would say. Um, but, you, you know, it, it was it was a game, you know, that definitely didn't end the way, um, you know, I would say Kutztown wanted it. But, um, you know, it, it was a game that, you know, I kind of liked in the first half, you know, but unfortunately just did not end, you know, the way that, um, you know, I would say Kutztown would have liked. But um, we're just going to have to take another quick break here on the Bears beat. Um, Beer never broke my heart. That was Luke Combs there. And now we're finally back and ready to get back into the athletics discussion here. And a lot going on this week. Like we talked about, we just quickly brushed over the men's basketball discussion. One more note I want to make about that. KWAR will carry tomorrow's game live from Keystone Arena against Georgian Court. Uh, tip off at 1 o'clock. Pre-game show set to start. At 12.50, make sure to tune in. But in other news around the league, um, in actually in active news here, um, the women's soccer team right now is playing against Westchester in the third round of the NCAA Division II playoffs. Um, at the second half in the 86-46 mark, they are tied right now at zero. So possibly going into some overtime in that game. We'll have to take a look at that game with only about three minutes left to go so we definitely hope the best for the golden bears women's soccer team but you know they they had a they had a very good stretch right now you know beating you know obviously gannon uh, over one nothing you know over alexi endris goal you know they beat frostburg state three nothing um you know they they sort of really rebound and i got to talk to eric bertstein about it and really what he said about it you know was that you know, they started to really find their rhythm, you know, and they, and he said they had it all year. Um, it's just, you know, this was a little bit different, you know, this, they really started to find it now late in the postseason, and he's glad they found it. And I think, you know, playing in the PSA, in the NCAA Division Two playoffs, you know, that really left a big mark on them. But he said to me personally that, you know, that it, it really put a chip on their shoulder because, you know, they were very upset that, you know, they, they, lost in the PSAC, you know, but when they heard their name get called on Selection Sunday, they, you know, he, he knew that, you know, they had a point to prove, and, you know, they're proving it right now. Um, 
at the 88 minute mark now. Um, still tied at zero in the second half. So we'll bring you with live updates as they do come in. But we're going to have to take one more quick break for announcement from the KUR Notebook. Attention KUV community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, January 13th, with a performance by Ken Garrett and Henry Koretsky. These two longtime performers will bring out the strings in different musical styles. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6, and the performance begins at 7.30. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, excuse me, while children 10, 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Britzenhoff at 484-336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Well, just a another sad update here. Um, Westchester just did score a goal in the eighty, in the eighty-eight minute mark um, with only about a minute left to go. They are up by one. So we hope that Kutztown can, uh, you know, possibly get a goal here. But you know, it's it's not looking positive right now. So hopefully, we will see the end of the get of that game here on KUR, but um, not looking good. Um, but something that is looking good, though, is the field hockey team. You know, they're starting to go to battle tonight against number three, East Stroudsburg. Um, you know, they upset them one nothing when they were the nationally ranked number one team. So they will see them again tonight in PSAC action. Um, they are actually hosting the PSAC championships this week at Kutztown University. So a lot going on this weekend here at KU. Men's basketball is playing at home. We will cover that. Um Unfortunately, we'll not cover field hockey, but you know, but this is uh, this is a big weekend, I would say. Uh, so, definitely looking forward to it, and you should too. But you know, breaking down this field hockey discussion here, Brianna Crayley is just this, this. It's her senior year. This is maybe the final ride for her. So, a lot riding on this playoffs here. And now at the 90-minute mark in the second half, which is now the game is over, um, Westchester did win one nothing. So women's soccer is done for the year, unfortunately. But a great year to them. We'll break it down a lot. We'll break it down next week um, when Jack Heim is back with us. Um, but, you know, th- this is, for the field hockey, this is a, a week, you know, that they really can prove themselves here. Um they they were ranked always they were for the whole season they were they were nationally ranked now they're nationally ranked number 1 this is the time to prove themselves why they are nationally ranked number 1 um and i think they are ready to go a little bit i think you know this is going to be a, a good week for them and all they got to do is just win out two games and then go on to the NCAA playoffs and i i really do think that once they get East get past East Strasburg they'll just be they'll be just fine so that is something to look forward to here in the next coming weeks. We'll break down the PSAC playoffs next Friday um, when they are when the playoffs are done. So make sure to tune in next Friday for another episode of the Bears Beat at one o'clock. But we're gonna end our Bears Beat this Friday with um, breaking down the women's basketball discussion. Um, 
and it really did go in their favor for most of the game. And then Georgian Court with the buzzer beater layup to win it by two. A final score of Georgian Court 59, Clutstown at 57, and a heartbreaking loss. Um, you know, it's not the way you want to end your game. Clutstown men's basketball did beat Westchester last year, though, on a buzzer beater layup from Kyrie Generate, excuse me. Um, you know, and this is. This is a game that was really rough, but there were a lot of outstanding players here. And Nia Pulliam, once again, the big leader of the team with 15. Abby Hearn with 12. Annie Whalen with 10. And Casey Romaldi only with 8. So, those are your leaders on the point scorers. So, it was really not the best game, I would say. Um, Abby Hearn did lead with rebounds with 9. And the only people who came close were with Casey and Sydney Pearson um, with 7 apiece. So, it was a game that... I think Kutztown really, really could have won, but just not the ending they were looking for. Looking at the quarter-by-quarter numbers, Kutztown 17 in the first quarter to Georgian's 10. Georgian win. Georgian won the second quarter with 18 to 13. They won the third, 18 to 10. Kutztown won the fourth quarter with 17 to 13. So if they would have stayed on the throttle a little bit more through those middle quarters, they could have easily won this game, but unfortunately could not pull it out. So just, it's definitely a heartbreaking loss, but they have a chance to redeem themselves uh, tomorrow on Saturday at 2 o'clock at Jefferson. Um, KWAR, unfortunately, will not carry live coverage of that game. I, it's, it's, it's a little tough to be in two places at one time. We'll be at the men's basketball game covering that game live, bringing it right to your home. But um, I do believe, if you look on KWARs, there is a watch function, and that will bring you to the CACC network. Um, and you can follow that game there with also some live statistics as well. But lo- looking at this week, um, a lot of positives, um, a negative here and there. Um, the women's soccer team losing by one in the final minutes. That's definitely very sad. Uh, that's probably the last time we we will see Kale Arjun. Um, we'll maybe try to reach out to her, get her on the air for a radio interview We'll definitely try our best, no promises, but it was a great year for them. Um, not the best start for men's and women's basketball, but it's still the early season. Um, a lot of chances to redeem themselves. And you have to remember, too, that they're bringing in a lot of freshmen um, with Layla Hurley on women's basketball. You also have Sophia Coleman, you know, Olivia Smellis. You know, these are, these are players that they're only true freshmen, and you're bringing them in right from high school, so it's still a little bit of an adjustment for them. I would say give them a couple weeks, and they'll just be up in shape uh, for the men's basketball. You know, we'll talk about these names a lot more on our basketball broadcast tomorrow, but, you know, the names like Will Meeker, um, Brendan Boyle, yeah, those are the two big names that I can remember, and Ryan Ryan Glasshouse, um, you know, he's these are all big names that I, I think Kutztown can really benefit from they're they were outstanding players in high school um but you also have Jalen Bryant you have Kyrie you have Josh Samick you have Robert Tucker who's been outstanding um you also have uh Cameron Roberts returning um you have the Whippin brothers uh you have also too you have a transfer coming from Jordan Harding as a grad student coming from Wilmington um college so a lot to look forward to on the men's basketball side of things um we'll break down more into that next week but 
it's definitely a tough way to end the show due to women's soccer. Um, you know, I, I was really hoping a lot for them, but unfortunately they could not finish. But, you know, once again, a, a great season to them. Hats off. Um, congratulations on making it this far. But, you know, not to mention this is the second time they lost to Westchester in the finals. It's back-to-back years at this point in time now. But we'll break that down more next week when my co-host Jack Heim is here. But this is the end of another Bears Beat episode. I just want to remind our listeners to what is all going on this week. So tomorrow, women's basketball is playing. Men's basketball is playing at home. Women's basketball is playing at Jefferson at 2. Men's basketball is playing at at home against Georgian Court at 1. KUR will carry live coverage of that game. Then the field hockey playoffs are tonight. Kutztown plays at 5.30 tonight. And then if they win, they will play the championships on Sunday. A time to still be determined. And it's actually a 12 o'clock start on Sunday. That is the PSAC championship that is set to play here at Andre Reed Stadium at Kutztown University. But for myself, Josh Jude, and our guest this week, Monty Justice. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week.